Welcome to this podcast from the Arctic Frontiers Conference 2013. We're speaking with attendees, speakers, and members of the Young Scientists Forum about their work, their hopes, and their concerns for the future of the Arctic. This is a joint effort of the Arctic Frontiers Conference, the Geopolitics in the High North Program, and the Arctic Institute. I'm Tom Fries. Today, I'm speaking with Katrin Kyle, the Europe Director of the Arctic Institute. Katrin is also reaching the end of her PhD studies with the Berlin Graduate School for Transnational Studies. She has studied European affairs and international relations in Sweden and Germany, and has published a number of articles and blog posts on Arctic energy development, security, and governance issues. I'd also like to thank LOAS, the group that's provided the music you'll hear at the beginning and end of each podcast. Hi there, Katrin. First, could I ask you to tell me about your current research or your plans for the near-term future? Sure. I have just finished my PhD research on cooperation and conflict in the Arctic, where I analyzed the conflict potential of Arctic energy resources, of new shipping and new fishing opportunities. And I have come to some, I think, very interesting findings. And one of them is that single Arctic activities and developments are not sufficiently interlinked and that, and that not all affected stakeholders are, are involved when it comes to um, Arctic development. And therefore, which leads me to my future plans, I very much hope to conduct a new research project on ecosystem-based management in the Arctic in order to try to find out about more inclusive ways of Arctic development management strategies. In the course of uh, getting to where you are in your research and in your professional career, uh, what's the most unexpected step that you've taken? What's the most unusual thing that you've done or however you'd like to answer that? Well, I actually think that doing a PhD overall and then also writing about the Arctic region is, I guess, the most unexpected thing of the last few years of my life was I have always said I don't want to write a PhD after I was done with university studies but then I discovered the Arctic really by accident and and I have just not expected that this would be my topic one day and also one that is so exciting and so amazing to research and there's still so much to do and so many people to meet and so much to find out so I guess that's basically yeah I guess that's it. I think a lot of people who are in the Arctic policy field have stories similar to that. Do you think that kind of story is fairly common among young Arctic researchers? Well, this is just a guess, so I really might be wrong about that. But I think it might really have to do with where you're from or at least where you study. So, I mean, if I meet people from Norway or from Canada or from Sweden even or Iceland, it seems something more or less natural to do you know but with other people I mean they are actually quite some young people I met recently from Poland for example very interested in the Arctic and I mean they as I also do as a German I always feel a little bit I have to justify why I'm doing the Arctic so it might be really a thing if you've been there. Sure Um, when when you think of an ideal future Arctic what does it what might it look like from your perspective and what role do you think your own research Uh, could play. Yeah, I really hope that we will see a more inclusive and also a more complex debate about Arctic development. Because I think although it is tempting to simplify and to isolate single issues, 
like for example oil development or environmental protection and so on, I see a very stronger need to link all these issues and to identify and consider as many affected stakeholders as possible to not deny that that it is complex and always try to simplify but to really deal with and take the take the challenge of complexity in the arctic since we're talking about complexity what do you see as the most important issue that must not be named in arctic science and policy what what issue should people be talking about that they aren't currently i really would like to see a more honest debate about the actual relevance of Arctic resources in a globalized world. At the same time, I think we should put more in focus what it means for the people living in the Arctic, that their environment changes so much and how these changes can be brought, maybe if not into harmony, then at least to a compromise with the rising economic interest in the region, if really all these Arctic resources and all these expectations will Materialize. So where can synergies be achieved instead of viewing Arctic development mostly as a zero-sum game between economic and environmental interests? And secondly, I would love to see a more substantial debate about the role of non-Arctic states or non-Arctic actors in Arctic institutions like the Council, uh, the Arctic Council and Arctic development generally, because so far it has been mostly a political debate about whether other actors should be included or not but not really what the actual value added would be. You've talked a lot about sort of improving the quality of debate, and I think that's one thing that people hope Arctic Frontiers will bring. Why do you invest the time and the money and the effort to come up to Norway? I don't have so many opportunities to actually meet other Arctic researchers because I am based in a rather non-Arctic environment here in Germany, but so and most of my research correspondence happens online within social media per email and so on which is good which works but of course it's also nice every now and then to really meet people in person um, and also especially what i um, appreciate about the arctic frontiers is the opportunity to meet people from outside academia because just i don't have that often and so to really also meet um, policymakers, practitioners, and people from industry, from NGOs, and so on, to to really see what their what their perspective is on the stuff that we that we do research about all the time, so that we don't get stuck in our ivory tower. Well, thanks very much for chatting with me today, Katrin. I really appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to seeing you in Norway. Thanks for joining us for this interview. Follow along with the series on iTunes or via our websites, arcticfrontiers.com and thearcticinstitute.org. The music you've heard at the beginning and end of this interview is from LOAS, from their album Wind and Water. You can hear more from them on iTunes. Just search for their name, which is spelled L-O-E-S-S. -S.